actually that's pretty cute. This is this really works well. Wow. Oh yeah, it's amazing what you can do now. All right, so this is Charles Moskowitz. Monday through Friday, 12 noon is when I usually do the thing live on YouTube and subscribing platforms. Uh, welcome to the program. My guest is William Ramsey. His uh, website is William Ramsey Investigates. Uh, William is the author of Abomination, Prophet of Evil, and Children of the Beast. William, thanks for joining me. Charles, it's great to be with you again. Thanks for having me. Okay, so uh, let's just go right to it. Give us a thumbnail on, on the topic of your book. So the title of the book is Global Death Cult, Order of Nine Angles, Adam Waffen and the Slaughter of the Innocents. And it's about the growth of kind of a post-Crowley, post-Hitler uh, ideology that came out of the right wing, the far right, really, of England and has now dispersed around the world. So it's kind of, and one of their central tenets really is about Coaling people. They use the term coal. And uh, I think it's really one of the, in my opinion, one of the central tenets of the group. So the the, the, the concept of culling people, it's kind of, kind of like what you might say, grooming people to. Yeah, but murder. I mean, I think that it's an incitement to kill people, murder people. I okay. think that if you read through the documents, like if you read through my book, they reference it in several places and uh, it's referenced a lot often in their in their documents and it's a fairly recent the real growth of the order of nine angles really began in the, really the 80s and mm. it started with just very with manuscripts that were sent through the mail or po boxes pre-internet and then manuscript upon manuscript upon manuscript grew and then it became booked and then codified and additional books and now I think there's might be 10,000 pages of information about this one kind of group. I don't think it's a very big group. People have estimated or guesstimated that it's really only a thousand or 2000. However, I think that they're very malevolent in my opinion. And uh, they've showed, they've showed up in this stuff. So Adam Waffen is this kind of right-wing group in the U S and that ideology, some of those books that I, I kind of go through chapter by chapter, but some of those books are found in this group, Adam Waffen that's caused a lot of, uh, trouble in the United States. Now, let's uh, before we get into the actual membership and and the nature of that, I just want to do a little bit of background here. You say that it goes back to Aleister Crowley and his OTO, which is the Ordo Templi Orientum, the um, kind of the infiltrated Masonic cult that he was involved in and that he brought to a more of a satanic element, um, and that you you tie that into, of course, the the Nazis, I mean, they, which emanated out of a secret society, the Thule Gesellschaft in Europe, and just the kind of the occult, what we euphemistically and broadly call the New Age yes. uh, movement. Uh, so, so give us some background so we can then bring things up to date. How did this actual organization start and, and who started it? So the central figure, kind of he denies that he's written most of it. His name is David Myatt. He was a member of right-wing groups in in the UK, in the United mm-hmm. Kingdom. Uh, I think that the group was National Action, uh, but he came out of that. But during his involvement in this kind of National Socialism, which really was British National Socialism, at the same time, he, he maintained an interest in occultism. So mm-hmm. you kind of see this parity, but actually it um, is similar to Nazism. So it's post-Hitler, but they kind of learned from Hitler and Crowley. So Crowley died in 47. 
And so they do reference a lot. This guy, he was in, David Mott was in a Thelemic group, which is kind of Crowley's group. Mm-hmm. But he learned from that and kind of pushed the boundaries beyond that group. So he, in my book, I, it's really interesting. He had this series of letters called the Satanic Letters of Stephen Brown, which I assume is by my, all the, the word, the, a lot of the literature is very similar, mm-hmm. but he's in communication with the temple of, of Satan and literally in contact with Michael Aquino. So mm-hmm. Michael Aquino was an offshoot of the temple of Satan, started the temple of Set, and they're communicating about what their version of Satanism is. And so you can kind of see this kind of growth and, and movement of the order of nine angles away from Crowleyism and this other kind of groups, temple of Set and temple of Satan. But uh, it right. does have this Nazism. It has this kind of similar outlook where like the other people are Untermenschen. They call them mundanes. Mm-hmm. So it may be a little magical term, but they kind of have new terminology. So it's a little bit, you have to kind of decipher it, some of these words, but they definitely view unpeople, but they have a long-term goal of creating kind of an imperium. And it may be synonymous with like a Reich but an imperium of kind of a fascist imperium in the future. So right. that's kind of what they're pushing. That's, that would be their ideal ideological, but they're, they're very small, but I think that that's really their pull, but they have some unique doctrines. They try to infiltrate other groups. So they have something called an insight role. Mm-hmm. And what that is, is to join a group and learn from it. So you'll see in some of these newer right-wing groups, national action, you'll see occultists joining that right-wing group. And much like Adam Waffen, Right. There was a battle in Adamwaffen. And uh, so you'll see that occultism. I, I think I can trace that ideolo- ideological idea from UK to the US and to these other kind of current far right groups in the US and the UK and actually in, the, in, in uh, Canada and some other places. So that's why I kind of got a global idea, because with the Internet, I think that these ideas have dispersed. So and there's become more international after World War II, and now with the internet and with the dark web, even you've right. got a further proliferation. Um, I just want to again touch a little bit on the background. You say that they are satanic, and as yes. consciously so, it's not just that they embrace satanic principles, but they actually are worshiping Satan. I mean, they're involved with satanic ritual and satanic practice. Is that right? They do. That's correct. So they have their first, they kind of have, I kind of go through the very beginnings of their book. They have two kind of main books. One is the black book of Satan, which talks about rituals. So they have external and internal rituals. External is like people together and then internal are rituals that you're supposed to do for themselves. And then Naos is kind of like a book that uh, compiles a lot of the manuscripts that they had. But yes, I would, they would, well, it gets kind of complex because if you talk to somebody in the ONA, I would assume they would deny it, but their literature tells the, a story well, it's that... A, it's a secret of society, so sure they'll deny it. They'll probably deny membership altogether. And right. it's, hard, it's sometimes hard to talk about these things because they are secret, but nevertheless, there are things that are known, as you say. They published a book, which you can get. You say that Aleister Crowley is one of the sort of the, at least the ideological founders of this movement, and that Crowley would go on to influence, you know, through the OTO and other groups, much of the kind of the counterculture of the 1960s and it's heavy metal. There's an element in heavy metal rock, not all, some. Um, And that uh, I would even trace it back to uh, Blavatsky and the founding of the the Theosophy Society in New York in the 1870s. 
which no, you're absolutely when right. you look into the religion of the United Nations and their meditation room. So this right. is and so then it's like you're talking about an ideological or intellectual genealogy tracing back to Eliphas Levy and Blavatsky through Crowley, and then to this group is probably considered a branch or an offshoot. It's one way to look at it. Right. And it does have clearly a racist and you know, element to it, a biolog, you know, that, that I think originated with uh, Darwin when he scientized racism through the theory of evolution, saying that there are some species that are more evolved than others, and that this became almost a, a cornerstone of much of the uh, enlightened establishment up until World War II when it became unfashionable uh, after the Holocaust. And then it kind of re reemerged with uh, with uh, Julian Huxley and UNESCO. So these ideas are not they're not new, and they've been around in the broad sense, just at the edges of our our elite establishment, both on the left and on the right. But in this case, William, we're talking about a very specific cult that began to emerge after World War II. Now. You say that they're around today, that they're more international, they're in the United States, they're in Canada, they they branched off from Britain, maybe in European countries, I don't know. Correct, that's um, correct. Is this made up, who is in it? I mean, I don't know, you don't necessarily need to name names because I'll get kicked off YouTube. Well, who uh, there, it, there's unknown, the total membership is unknown, but you can trace, I have a whole chapter. So they call their groups, instead of like a cell, I would analogize it to a, a cell of like an underground group, they call it a Nexion, N-E-X-I-O-N. And you can trace these groups through the internet and through their websites that they're in Serbia, uh, France, England, Sweden, Canada, U.S. And there's a lot of these Nexions, one's called the Temple of Blood in, uh, I think it's South Carolina. Mm -hmm. So there's like little tiny cells, like you'd almost, uh, like Bader Meinhof or some of these other sure. underground groups, maybe a communist cell, but this would be a right-wing cell Gotcha. But with kind of like a reordered national socialist ideal with occultism in it. So right. they have, well, it's interesting. They want Just one more thing. Charles. Yeah. One more thing. So the founder was actually in the national socialist movement and he has signed cop or he had some kind of signature from Otto Raymer. If you remember, Otto Raymer was essential to Hitler surviving what's known as the Valkyrie assassination okay. attempt right well, so he's okay. connected to, he knows i mean they these hang he's hanging out in these post-war groups post-world war ii groups and um i think it's interesting because you see this and if you yeah you can see this influence of this idea but like you were said the racism so in their doctrines they have the mundanes they have homo hubris they they kind of look at other people with contempt and they have this idea of this this Nexion, which is little seedings of their ideas, ideology through groups all over the world. So that's why I titled my book Global Death Cult, because they do have an emphasis, I think, upon, uh, yeah, murder or, or killing people. Or it's and culling. They would call it culling. It sounds to me like it's almost a, uh, a, a standard description of the ruling class. <laughs> I mean, the kind of the elitist, internationalist, uh, types who just recently took over the U.S. government. I don't want to get too into that because I'll lose my YouTube channel. But, oh, I already lost mine. <laughs> but uh, that makes you feel so better. Let's be careful when we we go. We have to tread a little bit euphemistically. All right. So, so I, this does this have anything to do with um, this group 
this Nexium in New York State that was exposed a few years ago. You had well, wealthy suburban white women primarily involved with prostitution and and pedophilia and all kinds of stuff. I and never in the news, by the way. That's New York Times. It's not some conspiracy theory, right? No, that's uh, it was Keith Ranieri. So the Nexium group. It's, sim- it's similar to the name Nexion, but I never made a connection to okay. that. However. There are recent cases that I include in my book. There was a guy by the name of William Von Neutrogen. And some of these cases are very current. They haven't even gone to trial yet. And some have just been like, there was a guy sentenced on May 5th to 42 months who was involved in all kinds of uh, bad things, illegal things. And they sent him to jail. It was a federal case. Um, he actually swatted the head of Homeland Security. Her name is Kristen, under Trump, Kristen... Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, so that was one. There's William von Nudigen in Canada. He went up to this old Muslim guy in front of a mosque and slit his throat. So that's a recent case. He hasn't gone to trial yet, but he was seen online doing all kinds of ONA order of nine angle rituals. So there's a direct connection there. So there was also this part of the rite of passage for them. It's kind of it's like uh, <laughs> in the mafia they talk about the made man. You know, the, if you if you know if anyone's seen Godfather two. You know that Michael Corleone became a made man when he shot um, those those guys around the table, and then he fled to Sicily to cool off for a few years. But uh, this, in, in this case, it, it's a ritual that goes back to the um, the assassins, the original hashishim in uh, mid, mid, medieval um, Iran, where they would literally pluck some young guy out of a club or something, or they'd bring him to this fabulous palace where he'd be able to indulge all of his excesses and fantasies and then they would say you can have this forever but in order to become a part of this secret club you have to kill somebody and here's who and then you would basically by doing so you would become their spirit their spirit would enter your body right. it's a very bizarre cult well and- that, i mean you're getting that's a great point because it's very similar to ona ideology if you read it but yeah what was it that Nothing is true. Everything is permitted was their idea. And that's like they took them to literal paradise. That paradise was a square thing with all like the earth temple of earthly delights. Now, is there any connection between this? A few years ago, I interviewed an author. I forget the name of the book now, but it was about the son of Sam. And he followed that up by interviewing the son of Sam in prison in New York State. And um, Maury Terry. Is that one? Yeah. Ultimate Evil. Yes. And uh, amazing story. And he, he, son of Sam testified that he was connected to a satanic cult that's still around and that they have certain telltale signs in terms of, uh, you know, certain types of graffiti that pops up in the city and that they are still involved with ritual murders around the country. Now, uh, does, does your group have any connection to that? Very kind of in a very tangential, they, there was one person who was a big admirer of, the process church of final judgment is in this kind of modern, this is very recent, like as of this year or last year. So they kind of, it seems like they know about the process church and that's who Berkowitz mentioned mm-hmm. in a tape, a recorded tape, because I've heard him talk about the process, yeah. but his specific thing was uh, I think the 22 sons of hell or 22 sons of Sam, but the documentary that just came out sons of Sam on Netflix is very interesting. And they actually take the position that there's more people involved in those murders than Right. Uh, than just Berkowitz. And also Jay Dyer, who's a regular guest of mine, and who's the author of Esoteric Hollywood. He talks about, he makes a connection between most of these mass murderers, you know, Bundy and um, 
and uh, you know these other guys and um, and satanic ritual and possible connection to satanic cults um, that there's an element of that there as well. Yeah, and that goes back to like uh, Dave McGowan. It's the politics oh. of serial murder when they have on the cover of his book. That's the that's a pentagram carved into somebody's chest. It's really brutal. But yeah, uh, yeah so I think that there's more of that. I think Jay's probably right. I mean, I think yeah. he, you know, there's a lot more of this occultism. It's not fashionable to attach occultism to murder. And it's part of it comes from the landing report of the FBI. But I think that also a lot of these people who are maybe involved in that kind of stuff do not want that truth to become out. So I think that that's a lot about this loaded term satanic panic as well, is right. that a lot of the people who are spouting about satanic panic are into the occult. So like they're trying to kind of uh, get now, people brother, off the track about this. It also makes me think about the QAnon theory. Now I'm not a fan of the QAnon because we don't know who authored it. It's an anonymous thing. It's kind of like in, you know, 10 years ago, you had anonymous with the, um, the mask of Guy Fox. So you didn't right. know who was behind that. And when I don't know who's behind something, I can't trust it. Uh, you don't know what's going on. However, there seems to be some grains of truth in the single aspect of their claim that the international elite or an element of it in government, business, entertainment, media, academia, in various areas are involved in both satanic practices and pedophilia. Do you have any connection with that? This group, as far as I could get the research, all I really do is kind of read the documents and, and see what's online. But what I could what I could ascertain is that it was a really a very secretive group mm-hmm. with very underground credentials that has surfaced very recently and become much more. The ideology is becoming much more acquainted with people who were like at Charlottesville and some of these other characters, but I didn't really see it as an elite, maybe it is an elite sensibility, but so I didn't the see... the tiki, tiki torture? Correct, correct. Stop replacement, the anti-Semitic thing? Correct. Okay. And they would call, They have, their idea is they, they have, the way it's written, and it's in my book, is they have contempt for the Naz, what they call the Nazarenes and the Magian worldview, which I think would, would be a Judeo-Christian there would be a Judeo-Christian antipathy would be what I would how I would describe it. So then they're not only anti-Semitic, but they're also anti-Christian. Correct. Very much so. And, and they're very much into some kind of pagan, yeah, age, theosophic. Yeah, I would say their outlook is really pagan. I think yeah. it's a very pagan outlook. And and uh, you kind of see the same thing. So it kind of overlaps with some of the, if you've heard of George Lincoln Rockwell, who's the head of the American Nazi party. So it comes out through, there's a guy by the name of George Mason, who wrote a book called Siege, where that's also very strong, anti-Christian animus of these guys, William Pierce, who also wrote, so you see this, oh, it's paradigm. Yeah, correct. So then it's a mix of this, the mix of ideologies, but it's some of that stuff that comes from the organized order of nine angles has... Uh, suffused some of the new Nazi movement. I mean, some of these guys are, there's literal uh, social media posts where these guys are holding up the sinister tradition, which is an order of nine angles book. So they're clearly affiliated and it's, there's a lot of people who are seeing this. So I think it's a new kind of twist on the national socialism. It's, it's post Hitler. It's something new that's come out. It sounds like that. I mean, national socialism was kind of couched itself in 
in like a pseudoscience claiming to be scientific fact. It was anti-religion. It was anti-God. It was certainly anti-Judaism and Christianity. Right. They were trying to ban Christianity. Oh, yeah. They, they like, were they trying. That Judaism was the head of the snake. And they, they felt that um, getting rid of, you know, that would eventually purge Europe of this Judaizing influence, which is how they viewed Christianity. Right. And, and that they wanted, they had this utopian idea that they could create this new kind of human being, this the Ubermensch. I mean, that's well, all over this, right? That's such a great point, Charles, because that's the way the Order of Nine Angles sees its influence on its followers, is they are creating a new type of human being. How they would call it, are they right now in, in this country? Pardon me? How influential are they? I mean, where well, are they? I don't I don't think that they're really political influential. I couldn't see it, but I do think that they have an impact on they're I think they're criminally minded. I think that if you if you real I don't you know it's like talking to somebody's ideology, whether they're Christian, Jew, Muslim, or anything, how intense are that is that person absorbing? Like maybe in Christianity it would be like a super right wing or a very conservative Jew or a certain type of Muslim would be very serious. But if you were very serious about the ONA, you would definitely be a different type. I think that it would shape you into a completely different type of person than the yeah, standard. I mean, first of all, you remove the idea of a creator of the universe and everything is like, it's, it's in a way, it's very more similar to communism and that it believes that they can create this earthly ant colony where everybody's de facto equal, except in their case, which was where communism and Nazism differ. It, for the Nazis, it was more of a biological elite, a group of people who had evolved into a superior species, the Ubermensch, who would then, you know, benevolently decide who gets to live and die in the rest of the world for the good of man. Right. No, that's very similar to the ONA outlook. It's various. Yeah. It, there's that if you I've had the misfortune of reading a lot of their material and if you absorb it, they have that that overarching or superior we're going to make decisions on an evolutionary basis for who lives and dies, much like the Nazis, if not the exact same thing as the Nazis. Yeah, and and by the way, these are not just a bunch of nutcake, you know, you know, people that you lift a rock up somewhere and find. I mean, these are people that are around. I mean, this yes. is a group that has inside influence. It possibly it's secretive, so we don't know it, who who might be involved, possibly at high levels of influence, not necessarily in the government, but. Yeah. You know, in the culture, in business, right. in, culture. even in your even in your church or your synagogue. You might well, have- I, I mean, <laughs> that, it's a really good point because that's the infiltration element of these ideologies is it could be anybody. They in within the ONA, they have different terms and terminology. And it's almost like a software somebody could pick up. But I, I would consider it a very malevolent software. But you're right. It could be somebody who is in high tech or something is finds this ideology like hey that's me and all they need to do is really find one in ten thousand people one in fifty thousand people in the world and that's you know if if you have basically out they're doing like scouting to uh, find a certain type of person that might be might be malleable to this and yes i think so like like a lot of groups do i mean yeah like cults they get tested uh, they get brought in they're asked questions and they're, they're there's kind of like a winnowing process, like yeah. weed and chap almost. So I think that if you look at the group, I think that's very standard, even in like the process church, the final judgment, the process church was much more complex than people think it had all these grades and there was an inner and outer order and very similar to Adam Waffen, which 
supposedly disbanded. It had an inter, inner and outer order. Mm-hmm. And that was something that grew out of the internet too. So there's a very strong influence from this internet dark web in these in ONA and in Adam Waffen where they're sophisticated. They know how to use the dark web. At least some of the group is. So I kind of wrote this book like, hey, you guys, this is something that has to be on people's radar. This is a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous what group. Can we, what can we um, pick up as signs that someone might be involved in this sort of thing? I mean, what, what are some of the manifestations? Well, the symbols, like you could see the symbol on my book cover. I would say the manifestation is they have this kind of sinister tribe. The word sinister is used often in this group. But like groups of people who and everything that they do often takes place at night. So they're almost like night crawlers. And they use this word Noctulian or Noctulus, which is a bat. So you'll see the symbol of a bat often used in this group. And that kind of differentiates it from what the traditional understanding of Nazism is, is like they have a very different thing. So you got to watch out for these symbols and the the different word usages like Nexion and different terms of it's really for me it was like an introduction to underground literature mm-hmm. and that's really what this really came out of was small manuscripts of people writing and sharing in small groups so it's hard i i wish i could give you a good answer to like have something to look out for but they have a certain outlook and, and a temperament what's really scary is some of the members look very like they just look like normal average people is my understanding yeah. From what I understand, there's a couple good articles out there. People have have studied the ONA. I don't want to mention some of the journalists' names, but some people have interviewed them. You can find them online. But they seem to be like something happened in the last year or something where they got put on people's radar. Because one more name I wanted to mention was Meltzer. He was a military guy who was in contact with the ONA and was trying to set up his military unit in Turkey. He was at a base in Italy. And he's still, he hasn't even been sentenced yet. So Meltzer is another ONA guy who was involved. And he said he was going to betray his own units uh, to, to the feds. So, so then perhaps, I don't, I I mean, not to open another can of worms here, but perhaps they might have some infiltration into the military. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. I think they're definitely trying. So like I talked about earlier, they have this idea of insight rules where you're going to do something to get experience. And if you look at some of these groups and they're trying to, in, a lot of these guys who have this ONA literature are, they become ONA and then they try to get experience in the National Guard or, or something like that. So I've seen that phenomenon where they're, they're getting the literature and then joining the military, not being in the military and then getting them, so getting that ideology. So so, correct. That's what it seems to me from my perspective. So I do think, and I think that the government wisely is, they use the term white supremacist. There was actually an article that came out last year that specifically stated ONA, they call it an RVMB, a racially motivated, I can't remember the acronym, but it was like a racially motivated group. They didn't quite get all of the internal details, I think that are important when analyzing the ONA. But they understood that it was a threat. And I think it's I think it's a very valid threat. And I think the government, the Mossad, the Homeland Security, FBI really should get uh, up to speed on this this group. I think they're very, very dangerous. And Their ideas are dangerous. These guys literally are white supremacists. I mean, they, they do uh, glorify the white 
race and they want to have a white nation, it seems. I mean, is that the case? It seems like that was from the inception. That's what happened. But yeah. it seems like they've lowered their 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 views from like there's Asians in there or the different people of different cultures now. Uh, Serb, so like different ethnicities, maybe within the white group, like Serbia has a group well, of Mexicans. alliances with you know other groups. It's like the um, certain white you know groups in the 1960s formed alliances with radical black groups. You know, that kind of thing. Or, I mean, I suppose in the broad sense, the Nazis formed an alliance with the Japanese. Right. right. I mean, in other words, they get like-minded groups that they kind of cross-pollinate with, but right. yet kind of separation. It seems like it. I, 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 like there's a, there, like it cropped up in Russia last year. There was a church burning where one of the kids had copies of this ONA literature. Okay. So, I mean, it's hard to say just specifically, I, yeah, I think that they're they're really not theistic, but not as I mean, like well, there's you know, Asians in there. Really yeah, a somehow. good idea to um, expose the group, identify them, and really go after the group that actually are white supremacists, rather than this kind of broad indictment being conducted by the establishment that anybody who's not on the liberal side of the political spectrum, you know, is a white supremacist. Anybody associated with President, former President Trump, is a white supremacist. You know, in, or in Nazi. Context. They they misuse oh, yeah. the term Nazi. Oh, believe it's me. misapplied. No, believe me, I can attest to that. I mean, you know, you have that thrown around all the time now. And and in a way, it's it's basically giving a pass to the genuine, right. actual Nazis and white supremacists that are out there that we know very little about. Okay. And uh, William, your book does a lot to, sh- to shine a light on it. So that, that's very important. I think so. I mean, I think if people need, and also I actually, for the kids who got involved, the original Adam Waffen members, they had two people who were in this group ended up dying very young. They got involved. There's a, in, like these young kids are very impressionable. 14, 15, 16 year olds are online. They're on message boards, 4chan, and they get seduced by this evil ideology that they think, and you know, the society right now is so chaotic. I can, I have sympathy, but I also have sympathy for the parents. Like you got to really watch out what your kids are doing. This is a terrible national socialism is a terrible ideology. So is the ONA. And you don't want that in your family. Cause that's why I call it the slaughter of innocence. Like there was two parents who were like this one kid, his name was Giampa. And they're like, he's dating their daughter. And like, you can't hang out with this guy who's affiliated with Adam Waffen. And Giampa shot the two parents to death. So that's like they were innocent parents who had very serious concerns, ended up dead in Virginia, I think, two years ago. And that was uh, a terrible event. But you got to really be careful about who you're dating, your kids, if you have boys. So I think it's and you just these are terrible ideologies, national socialism, disaster. So it's a criminal conspiracy. I mean, it's uh, it should be approached as in that way, no different than any other criminal gang that's involved with murder and, and illegal activities and promoting that. And it's, um, I would think that this should be more than just on the radar screen of our, of our law enforcement. And uh, I agree. we should get it up on the radar screen of everyone. Well, I think they have an incitement to murder. I really do that. That is their kind of view. And I think that that from a legal perspective is very serious. So I think, I really do think that the people who are in national security really all over the world. I mean, you really should be very concerned about this. I know that I came up on the Russian. 
So it has worldwide reach. It has a, a structure similar to masonry, not that I'm condemning masonry here because I'm not, but you know, like the outer portico and then you go into the inner portico and then the further. And, and the people on the outer portico don't really know what they're doing or, or thinking about. They're, they're just, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of involved because it seems kind of fun. You know, it's sort of like a, it comes in and they answer all the, the great deep questions of existence and everybody gets sits around and uh, you know has has like a bonfire, yeah, but on the inner, true. but the completely witting and conscious inner circle, that's something we don't know who they are, but that's where you have a um, you know the power. Well, here's an interesting a- element: is that this guy Myatt was in. So they, they go through different iterations of these groups. They get shut down, restart. In England, it was the National Socialist Movement, but there was a guy called the Nail Bomber. His name was David Copeland. Who, mm-hmm. shot, who did three bombs in London. And there's going to be a documentary on Netflix within the next couple of months about this case. But he was associated with the National Socialist. And he, like, people lost their arms, legs. There was a baby who had a two-inch nail in their head. So awful things come out of this. And it really got to be aware. But that was, and, and in my book, I show David Mai being interviewed by, uh, you know, some people in the UK who are really, there's a, some Hope Not Hate is a group that kind of, has been following this as well. So there's other journalists clearly who've been looking into it. I would say I look at it more a cult thing, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's, it's really not good. I, I'm surprised the government hasn't really done more more in some ways. Well, that, that in itself is a question, but it's it's pretty ugly. Uh, so William Tuck, let my listeners and viewers know where they can get your very important book and information about you and your work. So you can buy signed copies. I think the best is really the book form of the book, not the Kindle because of some formatting. And I, I do like to put pictures in there so people can kind of see names, faces and things like that. So that's at my website, William Ramsey Investigates. I'll send you a signed copy. But you can also get the book on Amazon or the Kindle version. Uh, for All right. Know, and I'll put a link up to it on the show. And, uh, you know, let's stay in touch. I want to you know touch base with you after I read it and and do some more programming because this is a very important issue we need to bring a light on. All right, William, thank you so much for joining me. Charles, great to be with you again. Thanks so much. All right, take care. You too.